Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation today comes to us from Paul's letter to the Romans, where he writes, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Here ends our text. You can take a seat. In AD 257, the Roman Emperor Valerian wrote an edict from the front lines of a war that he was waging with the Persian Empire. This edict that he wrote commanded that the Christian clergy in the Roman Empire be forced to offer sacrifices to the Roman gods or be punished with banishment. Apparently that wasn't enough because the next year another edict came from the front lines commanding that the high officials of the church be put to death. The Bishop of Rome, the Pope, Pope Sixtus II, was beheaded on August 7th, followed not long after by six of the seven deacons serving in Rome. Of course, that leaves one deacon remaining, and that deacon, Lawrence by name, he had been one of Sixtus's personal students. Sixtus had kind of taken him under his wing, and he was in charge of the material goods and the riches of the Church of Rome. Now, the story goes that after Sixtus was killed, the prefect of Rome heard about these supposed vast riches of the church, and he wanted it for himself, for Rome. So he ordered Lawrence to turn them over to the Roman government. Problem was... Lawrence had already received his final commands from Sixtus before he was killed that he should distribute the riches of the church over to the needy of the city of Rome. So Lawrence had three days to prepare the riches for the prefect. And on the third day, August 10th, today, it was the day that Lawrence was supposed to present all the riches to the prefect. Well, he invited him into one of the churches... And the church was certainly full. But it wasn't full of riches, as the prefect thought. It was full of people. It was full of widows and orphans, the lame, the crippled, the blind, all those who were less fortunate in the city of Rome. Lawrence pointed to all the people and declared to the prefect, These... These are the true riches of the church. Well, you can imagine how the prefect reacted to this. He condemned Lawrence to death. Not just any death, a pretty slow and agonizing death, being basically roasted alive on a gridiron. Now, that sounds pretty agonizing, but legend has it, thanks to divine intervention and the strength and faith that Lawrence had, his punishment wasn't all that terrible. Apparently, halfway through the process, Lawrence is reported to have turned to the executioner 
and declared to him with a smile, go ahead and turn me over. I'm done on this side. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if many of you know this story pretty well. Because its hero, Lawrence of Rome, is the saint after which this church, St. Lawrence, is named. His selfless example and his eagerness to earn a martyr's death for the sake of Christ has given courage and hope to billions of Christians throughout the world and down through the ages. His is a wonderful example to follow. And in the face of persecution, I pray that all of us would be so bold and courageous as to actually make light of the sufferings that we would endure. However, having said that, Lawrence's martyrdom is not what I want to examine today, even though it's a wonderful tale. No, odd as it may sound, I want to examine a little something different. I want us to take a look at his beautiful feet. Now, I don't know if Lawrence had club feet or ingrown toenails or anything like that. Odds are, like many of his contemporaries, the best footwear available was nothing more than sandals, very makeshift sandals at best. So his feet were probably pretty filthy on a regular basis. And I'm sure that after a full day of carrying out his deacon duties, his dogs were tired. And I'm sure that a nice warm bath would have been more than welcome to Lawrence. But I still say that his feet were beautiful. See, as I mentioned before, as one of the deacons of Rome, he was charged with the supervision of the church's material goods and the distribution of aid to the less fortunate throughout the city. Now, if you don't know exactly what a deacon is, maybe I can flush out a little, out a little bit. The position of deacon, it's not quite a pastor's position. You know, he wasn't called to preach. He didn't uh, exactly administer the sacraments or, or meditate upon the church's body of doctrine. No, his, his ministry was more, if we can say, incarnational. It was more pastoral, more personal. He distributed life's necessities to the most needy on a daily basis, those who desperately needed it. Food, clothing, shelter, money. But more than this, oh, much more than this, by addressing the bodily needs of the needy, he was opening a door for the gospel to enter through. He, I have no doubt that as he was distributing the aid to the less fortunate, he would say, you know what, come with me. I want you to hear something. And he would no doubt bring them to the place where they could hear the conviction of the law being proclaimed. Being told that there was nothing that mankind could do to save himself and that he deserves nothing but death and damnation because of his sin. And yet, how in spite of this, the only true God, not the Roman gods, the only true God loved human humanity, his enemies, so much that he sent his own son into the flesh 
to redeem them. See, by the Holy Spirit, Lawrence would bring them to the source of life, Jesus Christ. And this labor for his neighbor in body and in soul is what made his feet so beautiful. See, the message that Lawrence invited the less fortunate of Rome to hear, it's the same message that Paul declared in his letter to the earlier Romans. How the righteousness that's given by the law requires absolute obedience to it. And how it is therefore impossible for us fallen human creatures to earn it. And yet how it is the righteousness by faith that is given to us as a gift that we are saved. That's the truth. And it's the same truth that is proclaimed throughout the church from countless pulpits throughout the world and down through the centuries. Our justification before God only comes by grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. In spite of our rotten, sinful behaviors, thoughts, and words, we are forgiven completely. And we have the complete assurance of our eternal life in Jesus Christ and His promises. That's the true Christian message. And it is a message that our world, much like the world that Lawrence and Paul lived in, desperately needs to hear. I know I'm literally preaching to the converted here. This isn't anything that's new to you. You know the dire situation of our culture, of our our country, of our world. You know that the world needs to hear that convicting word of law as well as the soothing balm of the gospel. There's nothing new here except for maybe this, this added emphasis. This church, this church is named after the late, great St. Lawrence, a man who died as a martyr, but more than that, he died as a martyr with beautiful feet. He is a man who fed the hungry, who gave generously to the poor, and brought many to hear the full message of redemption in Jesus Christ. So, of course, the question follows, how beautiful are your feet? How beautiful are my feet? I ask this because we live mere miles away from people who live in extreme poverty, not only economically, but spiritually. Regardless if you go to the north or to the south, we live near to people who live in the fear of going hungry, living in unhealthy conditions, or getting shot in a street altercation. The situation in these towns, it's a dire situation. Not terribly unlike the streets of Rome, I'm sure. 
And I'm not saying that this church doesn't have ministry outreach programs to help those people in those desperate situations. Quite to the contrary, I've actually been working for this past year looking at all the ministry opportunities here at St. Lawrence, and I can tell you, there are wonderful opportunities to share God's message with those less fortunate. But is there something that you could do on a more personal level? Let me ask, would you be willing to see the homeless person standing on the corner with their homemade sign, invite them into your car, take them to McDonald's or perhaps something healthier, and share with them a meal and the message of the good news of Jesus Christ? Would you be willing to help out the single mother who has three children and just lost her home to a devastating fire, not only by helping to rebuild her broken home and her shattered life, I'm sure, but also by sitting and praying with her. This one might be a bit hard, but would you be willing to take the perceived common hood, the person who may seem like a street thug, invite them to worship here. And invite them not only to worship, but also to fellowship and a meal afterwards to show them civility and love. Now, I don't want you to endanger anybody or, or jeopardize your families. I don't want that. But the point is, that as much as is already being done, there is so much more that can be done. We're not going to be able to save everybody. We know that. But may God forgive us if we ever, ever not use the beautiful feet that he has given us for the people that we come into contact with. This, this, is St. Lawrence. This is the church named after that late great saint, a deacon with beautiful feet. And we certainly have beautiful feet here among us. And we certainly have the potential for many, many more. After all, it's, it's what we Christians do. Think of the motto of this church, showing people through word and deed, how beautiful it is to live with Jesus Christ. That's something I've learned this past year. And it's in that spirit that I'd like to close this, my final sermon here at St. Lawrence. Although I'm going to do it in a bit of an unorthodox way. See, there's a song, beautiful song, called Beautiful Feet. As you can tell, it's based on our epistle lesson, but it's, it's done by a Christian hip-hop artist named Lecrae. Now I'm going to ask that we could play the final verse of this song, and I encourage you to not only listen to the words, but if you have a hard time understanding that type of music, I also encourage you to read the words on the screen, if we could play. Jesus says he's the Messiah, says he's the chosen one. But more than that, he quotes Isaiah 
player that shows that I save ya. Target suppressed, capped the blind, the broken. I'm saying he had a heart for the poor, had a heart for the low. And first John 2:6 is the way we should go. In Deuteronomy, even though they under the law, the ties every third year the poor would get them all. And I ain't saying you wrong if you live in the burbs. I'm saying turn your attention to the hood. We hurting, man. If you ain't burdened. truth that saves. So let's run and shout it to the world. After all, they can't believe in something that they have never heard. So go. Go. Be St. Lawrence. Be the hands and feet of Christ. Run with those beautiful feet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.